That would be better. From the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Mark comes a story within a story. Hear the word of the Lord. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came, and when he saw him, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So Jesus went with Jairus. And a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had. She was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, if I but touch his clothes... I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately, aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you? How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. Jesus allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And when they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at Jesus. Then he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. And he took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about. She was 12 years of age. At this they were overcome with amazement. Jesus strictly ordered them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The text opens today with what, with, with what is perhaps every parent and grandparent's worst nightmare. A sick and dying child. 
Jairus, a powerful, wealthy, well-reputed leader of the Jewish synagogue, has come to Jesus in utter desperation, advocating for, begging for help for his child, a 12-year-old girl, struck down with who knows what, but nonetheless sick and even dying. It's tragic, really. A father's only hope, the touch of the newly popular faith healer in town, this Jesus of Nazareth. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live, Jairus pleads. And Jesus, without thought of cost or his agenda or his day's schedule of events, Jesus goes along with Jairus, presumably to make the girl well. But as Jesus and a, long, uh, and a large crowd move toward the future miracle, Jesus is interrupted. Interrupted by another pressing need of the day. And we who know in advance how this story will end can sense there's something wrong about the interruption. The teacher... The miracle worker, the great man of God, has important work to do. He doesn't have time for interruptions. This man is surely too busy for nonsense. And yet here he is finding his efforts to save a dying child interrupted. And by whom? Take note. A sick woman, a woman who has squandered all of her resources on snake oil to heal her filthy flow. Oh yes, this nobody is interrupting Jesus' important work to serve a man of faith and to save his child. What a waste. She who pushes her way through the crowd just to touch Jesus, just to touch the hem of his garment, this outcast. She's interrupting Jesus' work, and yet after touching that garment, she's made well. That quick problem that has plagued her for 12 long years is over. Twelve years is a lifetime for some, at least for a little girl waiting for Jesus to finish up with his interruptions and return to her as a priority. And notice what happens. Jesus continues in the moment. The woman was well. He could have hurried on to his business, barely stopping. She has received her healing. Her hemorrhage has stopped. The text says she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Mission accomplished. Run on up ahead, Jesus, and help the child in need. But no. 
not Jesus. He will not just gloss over this woman no one has noticed. It's important that Jesus turns to the crowd in this moment. You see, this woman was not allowed to be around people. And yet here she is in the midst of a crowd. She was required, and I mean required, to call out any time people got near her, unclean, unclean, I'm unclean, stay away from me. That way she wouldn't defile anyone around her. But here she's in the midst of the crowd crowd that was too busy following Jesus to notice, a crowd that couldn't be interrupted long enough to save themselves, let alone show compassion to a woman who had been on the outs for over a decade. But Jesus continues with the woman. His distraction is not finished yet, for he has more to offer this woman than just physical healing. Jesus speaks directly to her. No one else had time to notice, but Jesus looks her in the eye and not only commends her faith, but calls her daughter. Daughter. This woman came to Jesus alone with no one like the powerful Jairus to advocate for her. Even if she had parents for at least a dozen years, they hadn't been able to claim her. She hadn't lived in their protection. She likely didn't even see them. But now she is called daughter. Jesus continued in what seemed like a disruption of his day. And in the meantime, the woman was saved, but a child died. Jesus, whom everyone knew could save that child, was too distracted to do so. But the scriptures say, many are the plans in a person's heart. But it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. See, Jesus Jesus healed the woman. But Jesus resurrected the girl. Because he stopped to show compassion to one, greater glory came to another. With both, he touched them, gave them what they needed, and allowed them to be daughters again, and daughters of the Most High God. Friends, don't get caught up with your daily distractions. God just might be providing those for you to truly experience life as God intends it. Note what Jesus has the witnesses to the girl's resurrection do before they celebrate, 
before the guests surrounding the home know she's alive, before anything else, he says, take a moment with your newly found daughter, dear mother and father, and interrupt the stuff of life to celebrate being alive. Give her something to eat that you might taste and see the goodness of the Lord. I'll leave you with this today. C.S. Lewis said this, We must stop regarding unpleasant or unexpected things as interruptions of real life. The truth is, interruptions are real life. Amen.